Hola, mi gente. My name is Jessica Yanez, and I want you to join me for some wine and chisme. The Wine and Chisme podcast was created to amplify voices across communities of color, all while drinking a glass of wine. From wine talk, interviews, and recaps of all things pop culture, join me every Wednesday for the chisme. Please make sure to check out the Wine and Chisme podcast and other amazing podcasts as part of the Latina Podcasters Network. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Echale Podcast. My name is Jose Quintero, and we have with us... Eddie the Hustler. <laughs> Eddie the Hustler. All right, we're going to continue with these master classes of finance. <laughs> and in today's uh, episode, we're going to go ahead and talk about stocks, the stock market, dividends, all these terminologies that you're probably hearing around that were already around, but during the pandemic, everybody started getting into them. Really, yeah, right? it was crazy. I, I don't think I've ever seen... So many people get interested in like the stock market during COVID. Yeah. You know, no, it was I crazy. Mean, I, I'm not even going to lie. I was one of them. I was definitely yeah. one of them. Like I started investing uh, 2019. I bought yeah. my first stock and yeah. it was, well, not even stock. It was crypto. I was starting to hear about crypto and it was December 28. I still remember it because that's the day I opened up my brokerage account uh, with Robinhood and I started like dwelling into it. And obviously uh, the pandemic started and boom. Yeah, everything and I felt was like, crazy. I literally felt like, man, I already knew about this shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's that it's that confidence because like there was so much money getting put into it, into the market, stimulus checks, all that stuff. Like I know for me, uh, the good thing is that you know I was blessed to live with my parents and not have really any expenses, so I was throwing everything in the but, market, every check. But you also understood what yeah. investing was. I didn't. So like, can you imagine me? I was like going through the the ups and downs of oh, yeah. trying to be a day trader, trying to make some quick yeah. cash, <laughs> trying to. So you at least had I don't know when did. I started in um, like 2017, the end of 2017. So okay, 2018 so, is like so a So you had year. about yeah, two years. Like two years. Two years. I have three years already invested or about to hit four years. So you were already like, all right, you already went through the ups and downs losing yeah. money. So you were a lot more strategic. I was going with with what the news was saying. Yeah. Well, you know, and they always say, uh, buy the fear, sell the... What yeah, is it? so... Uh, how ding? What's the buy the fear, sell the sell the hype? Ding! I'm, I don't know why I'm getting stuck. Oh, you're getting uh, fun. <laughs> <laughs> you caught me off guard. I know, I know what it what it is. Ding! I, I'm like let me brain see. dead right now. Let me see what what, what they it? say. Uh, everybody's probably at home. Pendejo. Si I know. Si. It's like ding. buy the fear. I think it's like sell sell the news. No. Oh, something buy like. the fear, sell the news, sell the greed. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, I mean, or, that's what's popping up. Buy the fear, sell the greed. I yeah. know Warren Buffett. He says buy. Uh, buy on fear. Buy when people are fearful and sell when others are greedy. Yes. Okay. There, that, you, that's, go. there you go. I like that. Is it that one? Yeah. <laughs> oh no, I mean it sounds dope, <laughs> but it makes sense. But no, I mean a quick example would be like Bitcoin. Everybody and their mom was talking about Bitcoin, and uh, yeah, oh my God, what is the other one? Um, Bitcoin, uh, Ethereum, Ethereum. There you go. Yeah. Well, those are the like the big, the two. big ones. Yeah. Yeah. But everybody's like, oh my god, like it's going up, it's going up. So as it's going up, you see people put money into the cryptocurrency, and then what happens? Because people are buying the hype and buying the news. Yeah. The people who were smart enough and invested when nobody else was doing it, they were like. Psh. I'm going to take my money and then it started crashing. And then yeah. my dumbass, me being one of them, where I bought Ethereum at like 3500 
Yeah. And I was like, hell yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah. It's <laughs> yeah, going to go bro. to 10 grand. Like people have... To the moon. Yeah, to the moon. People were literally saying it's going to go to 10 grand. And all of a sudden it yeah. went down to 1900 and I couldn't. Yeah. That, that's how you it. learn though, bro. Sometimes you need to get your hand burned or like get get uh burnt a little bit in order to like oh shoot and but that sparks the curiosity like dang how do yeah. how can i prevent that what and, do i need to do now yeah so people listening yes i did lose about two grand in the stock market and yeah. you're just like fuck that is a lot yes yeah it's a lot of money and i learned i can't do cryptocurrency because of the volatility yeah what does volatility mean basically volatility <laughs> is the price going up and down right it moves a lot constantly yeah bro <laughs> like a roller coaster, right? It goes up yeah. and then comes down. And you're like, oh shit, what yeah, the hell? So it's definitely anxiety. Uh, before we go ahead and get started on this episode and talk about more stocks, talk about everything, like, you know, like actually yeah. how to make money and whatnot. Uh, one thing in the last episodes that we did not mention, if you didn't listen to the very first episode of The Psychology of Money, make sure to listen up uh, to the episode. I'll have the link in the description below. But we talked about cutting the things. Um, like Starbucks and yeah. Hot Cheetos and whatnot, but we didn't really explain real quick. Like, it's not really necessary. <laughs> yeah, I think um, you know it's important. Like a lot of if you like Starbucks, right? You like to have a cup of coffee in the morning all the time, right? You don't need to necessarily cut that out, and that's gonna make you rich. Now, I think what you need to cut out is the things that you don't necessarily need. Mm -hmm. For example, like a gym membership. If you're not going to the gym consistently, I mean, that's something that you could avoid, right? Save that extra money, but cut the things that you don't love or need and use that money to either save, invest, uh, pay down debt, whatever you need to do. So you could still have your cup of coffee in the morning or whatever you want, yeah. you know? I mean, uh, dude, I had uh, Uber Eats. Um, I mean, yeah, Uber membership. Yeah. I was like, well, I don't need the membership. Yeah. And then, I, and then I had a couple streaming services that I'm like, well, I don't even see, I don't consume as much con content from that streaming service. Yeah. So I'm going to cut it out. And it's things that I didn't really use that I was already paying for. So, yes, go ahead and spend your money on Starbucks. Spend your money on Hachita. Yeah. Spend your money on things that bring you joy because at the end of the day, joy like nobody's gonna yeah, take no that away from you and it's so self-satisfactory yeah yeah you know it's, it's it's those little things that help you keep going and mm -hmm. stuff but yeah i think you know just write down where your money's going pay attention to it and then from there you know as you get more experience and you start getting your feet wet you'll start realizing how you can use your money or where you could put it and things like that um and just go from there all right, so now let's get into an overview of the stock market. Remember, this is just a generic overview. If you have any questions, feel free to DM us uh, at my, at Jose Quintero TV or at... Eddie the Hustler. Yeah, because this is a general overview, master classes. We want to spark interest. We want you to echarle ganas and also do your own yes, research. Because at the end of the day, it's personal finance. Yeah. Stocks. Emphasis on personal. <laughs> personal. All right. So stocks, what is a stock? Yeah, so a, a stock is basically a share of a business, mm -hmm. right? So companies typically issue stocks in order to like raise capital or to raise money. That way they can... Uh, you know, invest it to grow the company, but pretty much a stock is ownership in an actual, you know, business. It's also called paper asset, right? Mm -hmm. um, 
but that's pretty much what a it's stock so is. It's so funny that uh, I knew what a stock was in Spanish without knowing what a stock was. Yeah. Because I would always, obviously, everybody knows I was a novelero. And I'm still like into series. That's what they're called now on Netflix. Not, right? yeah. <laughs> not, not novelas. Uh, pero in, in Spanish, I would be like, oh, cuánta... ¿Cuántas acciones tienes? Yeah. Like, oye, voy a vender mis acciones. It would be super dramatic. Oye, no, tus acciones me pertenecen. <laughs> so it's sort of like, oh, they're t literally in the novela. They're talking about the building that they're in, the yeah. company that they're in. An acción is like if I'm... If I have 51% of the, of the stocks and mm -hmm. I own them of that company, that means I make the biggest decision even out of... The yeah. 49 like i have the final say yeah and the cool thing about like having stocks is uh you know it's never gonna happen with these bigger companies <laughs> fyi yeah <laughs> but it's like so a company issues stocks right it's basically like a pie and one individual slice is a stock which is what you own and now you become part of you know the voting if there's anything that they need to vote on all the profits that they that they that the company gains right mm -hmm. um dividends if they pay that as cash payment uh, but all that good stuff that happens with that business, you are now entitled to it simply what, by owning the stock. What are some stocks out there right now? Um, so there's a lot of stocks. I think for me, one of the best ones to that I liked and that I got started with is VOO. That's oh. basically an index fund, uh, exchange traded fund, ETF actually. Oh, we'll um, get into yeah, that. yeah, yeah. So, but like actual companies where people can be like, okay, I'm gonna go ahead and start here. Um, I think when it comes to like, okay, what company should I invest in? Like if I wanted to is look at where you're spending your money, right? Mm. Like I got Jordans on Nike. Wait, oh, I was like, oh yeah. Uh, iPhone invest in Apple. Right. So like little things like that in order, if you're like, dang, I don't know what to invest in. Look at where your money's going right now. Yeah. Right. I'm not saying invest a whole bunch, but maybe just look at how much is one share, you know, mm. how much is one, one stock, how much does that cost? And then as you get your feet wet, uh, curiosity is obviously going to start sparking and like, oh, why is it going up? Why is it going down? So then you start researching and then you start yep. reading and then you start seeing that the, oh shit, like not just the company moves yeah. that they're making are, in, are impacting the stock, but also external factors like yeah. the economy, yeah. you know? Like and during you, COVID, like that's, I think that's a good example, right? Um, when every, when COVID hit, everything was shutting down. Obviously the market tanked, they went down like crazy, but why? because you know, a lot of these companies, one, there was a lot of fear. So in the short term, the market is going to move based on people's emotions. So if everyone's scared, like, oh, the world's going to end, obviously people are going to sell their stocks because I'd rather have that cash because I don't know what's going to go on. You know, I don't know, zombie apocalypse, I need my money, <laughs> you know. But over the long run, it's going to be based on economy, the economics of the business, right? Mm -hmm. How well it's doing. And I think a good analogy or perspective is like, if you look at Target, if you look at Starbucks, right, during COVID, their stock went down, but they were still open and you guys mm -hmm. saw the line. So they're still making money. So if you would have bought during that time, you know, now it's up. Yeah. Yeah. All these stores uh, went tanked. All these companies like Apple, Tesla, yep. they all went down for the same reason. People wanted money right then, just in case of an emergency yep. um, and what did we see after the pandemic like well or during the pandemic yeah. like the recovery aspect of it they started going up because they were still functioning and that's when people made so much money like so many millionaires yeah. were made during a recession yeah exactly yeah so 
going back to like Warren Buffett's uh, quote, right? You want to buy when people are fearful, right? When they're scared and stuff, that's when you want to go and invest your money. Mm -hmm. That's the best opportunity. And, you know, it, it's hard to kind of have the emotional intelligence and like the, um, like the guy has to do it because everyone's panicking. So yeah. sometimes you're like, oh, shoot, what the heck? Right. Yeah. But it's, it's a muscle that you need to train. And as you start getting more familiar with it, you, it'll, you'll be more comfortable. The fear is never going to go away because yeah. even when I see a drop, I'm like, oh, shoot. Yeah. And you'd be surprised like, well, stocks out there that you can actually buy. And you're like, well, hey, I like cheese. Well, craft. Yeah. Craft. You, you like soda. Mustard. Yeah. You like soda. You like Dasani water. Well, yeah. okay. You like hot Cheetos. Pepsi. Pepsi. There you go. And so see, you just have to see like who owns this. Yeah. <laughs> you brush your teeth every day. What's your favorite toothpaste? Crest. Yep. Oh, well, Crest has a stock too. Yeah. Colgate, all that good stuff. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, cool. So we know what stocks are. They're pieces of the company. What is an ETF? An ETF is called, it, the term for it is exchange traded fund, ETF. It's basically an index, right? So a, a group of stocks lumped in um, one kind of portfolio, okay. right? So the way I like to think of an ETF or an index is basically like when you go out to a restaurant, Right. All these appetizers, think of them as a company. So mm -hmm. they have the mozzarella sticks. Let's say mm -hmm. that's Apple. They have, you know, um, the sliders. Let's say that's Microsoft. Right. Each individual one is a company. And then they always have the sampler, which comes with a little bit of everything. That's basically what an ETF is. Right. And the good thing about an ETF is that it trades like a regular stock. So you could buy it whenever you want, when the market opens and, and closes, uh, unlike like a mutual fund, which is a little bit different. You have to buy at certain times. Mm. Um, so you can't just like, oh, I'm going to buy it right now. It's like, so wait, what is a mutual fund? I did not know this, that you had a, you can only buy it during certain times. Yeah, there's there's certain certain times. Um, and there's like requirements también for, for some of them. Like, oh, you need at least 1,000 in order to get into this mutual fund. Ah. Yeah, so it, it just uh, depends. And does it trap your money for a certain amount of time? Or um. No, I don't. You could still sell it, but again, there's like certain uh, time frames when you can and, and, and can't. Got it. But um, I'm sorry, what was the question? I was going uh, back to. I was like, okay, mutual fund ETF. Oh yeah, so I mean, an ETF is technically like a mutual fund, también, but it works a little bit different. It's uh, a passive kind of fund, right? Because mutual funds are more active. That means there's a lot more uh management fees and things like that so they're like buying stuff selling stuff so that could kind of hurt your performance and then obviously every time there's anything that happens they take a cut uh -huh. so with etfs right if you just invest in index funds there's a lot less fees which is called expense ratios right and there's a lot there's a lot less um management or activity as far as buying and selling you just so it would you say etfs are safer I'd say it's a lot simpler. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, any investment's always going to have certain risk, but it's a lot simpler and easier to grab. And if you just want to get started, an ETF is like the best way yeah, to go. Yeah, and one thing that I, uh, well, like you explained it years ago, it's sort of like, let's say uh, you have a certain ETF and in that sampler, you have Tesla, you have Apple, you have yeah. Microsoft. Even if Apple tanks, like you still have these other yeah. companies in there, so it's not really going to move your your yeah. ETF price. Yeah, a lot. so that's a good thing too that you mentioned that because with the ETF, it's a good way to um, 
diversify your portfolio so it's not like you're putting all your eggs in one basket they're kind of like spreading it out so if let's say you invest in this etf uh one that i like to recommend is voo that's Mm -hmm. the one that i first got started with i do yeah so if that one let's say a company goes out of business right if you had all your money into that particular company stock you're you're out of your money but Mm -hmm. If in that ETF, right, that exchange traded fund, if that company goes out of business, it just gets replaced with somebody else and you still have all that, um, all those, you still have all that money invested in all those companies. Question. So it doesn't affect you. ETF versus index fund. An ETF is basically like an index fund, ah. but an index, I mean, you can't technically invest in an index fund. It's just like a, a list of stocks. That's what an ah, index is. Okay. Right. So an ETF is, uh, is a fund that, that has like a bunch of those stocks within that index. And that list is called an index fund. Yeah. Ah, okay. Yeah. Cool. So an index is basically just a list of, of stocks. It's so a there's grocery like, list. Yeah. So like one is like the S and P 500 index, right? You mm-hmm. can't like technically invest in that. There's funds that have that track all those and put them in one and you can invest in it, which is like an ETF, right? But um, S&P 500, that's one of the biggest kind of indexes that the stock market tracks. And that's kind of like the benchmark. Basically, what it is, is the top 500 largest companies mm-hmm. in the U.S. Yeah. And right? then there's also another index fund, which is like the NASDAQ. Yeah, there's NASDAQ. Um, that's pretty much just all like technology companies. And then there's also the Dow Jones. Um, so there's like a, a bunch of different indexes, but the one that I think everyone should get familiar with is the S and P 500. Cause that's like the, the baseline that everyone uses, even, um, 401ks, like they all, um, track, the- track it to that. That's like their benchmark. That's what they're trying to beat. Mutual funds, all these hedge funds, they're all trying to beat the S and P 500. Okay, cool. So we know stocks, we know what an ETF is. We know what the index fund is. If I wanted to get started, where would I start? Yeah. So in order to get started, um, one, you're going to need to look for like a brokerage account, right? Basically, What is a brokerage account? Yeah. It's basically an account that allows you to invest in stocks, right? Mm -hmm. So I think my my personal favorite is Robinhood. I love that one. So many people have different feelings about Robinhood. Yeah. I, I think... Because they would literally have said Robin the Hood. Yeah. But I think it's like the only reason they're robbing the hood is because... In my perspective, is like you're trying to, you're trying to make a quick buck, right? Mm. The fastest way to go broke is trying to get rich quick, and that's how they make their money, right? From, from trading, from people trying to do things. But if you're just leaving your money in there, like a savings account, you're just having a, you know, coasting. It's a different story, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm not worried about getting in, getting out. Oh shoot, the market goes up. You know, like I'm in it for the long run. You yeah. know, kind of touching base on generational wealth. I want to give it to my future kids once I have them, or maybe my siblings or whatever, and let it build. Right. Because you get the most benefit from the stock market when you have your money invested over the long run. Mm-hmm. Right. So, I mean. So different brokerage accounts for anybody listening. Obviously, it's where you can invest. So you have Robinhood, which I agree. It's probably yeah. the simplest. It's the easiest. But then it also comes with the risk. And we saw it with with AMC GameStop yeah. where people try to sell. But they literally it was too froze. much volume. Yeah. yeah, it was too it, it was too much. It was like super saturated. It's like when so many people try to go to a, a website and it's like, well, so many it's people trying to go, so it's crashing and it's gonna slow down or it's just gonna shut down. Yeah. And it did. It shut down. So people were pissed that they couldn't sell their 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 investments. So hence why so many people recommend to have more than one brokerage account. Yeah. 
Another one would be Charles Schwab, which yeah. I also have as That's an emergency. America, Ameritrade. Ameritrade, yeah. I think E-Trade. Something E-Trade. Like that. Fidelity. Fidelity, yeah. Vanguard's another good one. Um, there's Webull. I mean, there's a bunch. It just yeah. find, find the one that you like. I like Robinhood just because it's like super simple, user-friendly. It looks neat. It's nice, yes. right? Yes. So. And it's a great way to start learning uh, yeah. about investing because it literally gives you like a pretty graph and it mm-hmm. puts everything in order okay so we went over what a stock an etf where you can get it i have my a hundred dollars i want to invest them in a stock we know which ones we should look for because we already said it we should look at the things that you're buying yeah what can these stocks provide me in in value like they yeah so like for me like the stock oh what do you look for yeah like my goal with the stock, right? Like I'm big on dividends and mm-hmm. basically what a dividend a dividend is is a cash payment from the company's profit, right? So some companies they might pay you monthly, some of them might pay you quarterly, annually, whatever, but you're getting like physical cash, right? Ah. So um that's that's basically like my investment, I mean my retirement portfolio, right? Mm-hmm. So everything that I have into the stocks um is mainly for dividends. You know, I want to invest in companies or ETFs that pay me a dividend. And with those dividends, I pretty much use that to buy things that I want, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, like my dividends, they cover my phone bill. Um, they might buy me a new pair of shoes if I want to, or I could just simply reinvest it. Um, but like everything that I invest, it needs to have a goal. So for me, mainly dividends, I use that to either buy things that I want. And at the same time, the value of my stocks are still you know, going up over the long run. So they always say, make money work for you. You don't work for money. I think that is the end yeah. goal for so many of us. Dividend uh, invest or investing in stocks that provide dividends is definitely one way because like you said, at the end of each month, quarter, years, uh, you're getting some type of money that you can go ahead and use to buy to buy things. What are some of your favorite dividends? And then I'll explain some of my favorite yeah, dividends. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think one that I like that I get paid monthly is called SPHD. This one's like a an index fund. And the thing that I like about it is that it's cheap, right? It's like 40 bucks off the top of my head, 40 bucks somewhere around there, right? Compared to like buying like Amazon. Amazon's like a, I mean, Amazon doesn't pay any dividends, say, but yeah, I mean like some of these stocks, like they're, they're pretty expensive. So yeah, I think for getting dividends and they pay out each month, it was like, yeah. 40 bucks? I'm pretty sure somebody has 40 bucks. Yeah. So uh, you're listening to this. You're like, oh, my God, I see some of these stocks that are 40 bucks. Some of these stocks like uh, Amazon, Tesla that are in the 200s. I remember yeah. when I started investing and I asked you like where I should start. And even other people, they really recommended VOO, yeah. which you're just like, you see it as a recent investor. You're just like, VOO is three. Well, now it's 400 yeah. something dollars. Yeah. When I first first got into it two years ago it was 300 like in the 300s yeah and so it's increased and you're just like what the hell when am i going to even own one freaking share but there's a strategy called the dollar cost average dollar cost averaging so what is the dollar cost averaging so basically what that strategy is you're just gonna buy into a specific stock with whatever money that you have, right? So if you have five bucks, you're going to put five bucks into it, but you're consistently putting that money into it. So as the value goes up, obviously you have more shares, you're going to be able to collect more dividends. And on top of that, the value of your money is going to be increasing, Mm -hmm. but you just consistently 
putting money into that stock. So it's a consistent, yeah, exchange for for a piece of a piece of a stock. Yeah. So one thing that I like to do and one thing that I started to do, of course, it's been almost three years since I've invested in the stock market. Uh, ever since I started, I was like, well, I don't have 300 bucks to pay for this. So I did $1 a day, literally $1 on Robinhood, on VOO, and I automated it. We talked about automation and yep. the benefits of automation in the last podcast episode. So I literally told what, like my money what to do. Hey, every day you pull from my Wells Fargo account $1 and you yep. put it into VOO. In a week, that's $5 in VOO. Yep. How many days... 352 days in a year yeah. take out about a hundred and something because of weekends you doesn't <laughs> invest in weekends yeah. FYI it's Monday through Friday I was putting in about 200 and something dollars uh, a year so after three years I can safely say like yo I have three stocks in VOO and a dollar yeah. didn't cost me that's good anything right yeah but if we look at it in a in a quarterly mm -hmm. perspective, VOO is giving you how much a quarter? A quarter, um, dang, off the top of my head, like as a far as dividends. Honestly, I don't even check my dividends. Like I, they just come in. <laughs> but I know they give you a, a certain amount. You're gonna pull it up right now? Yeah, I'm gonna pull it up because I just so people can kind but of. But yeah, I think it is like a a dollar. They give about like five dollars every single year, like yeah, on a year. Right. So look, I have three shares right now, three shares of VOO, and it's still going one dollar a day. And if I just go to dividends, my last dividend was at uh, this. It was July fifth. That's the last time yeah. I was got paid a dividend. I had two point eight seven shares at the time, and I got a total of four dollars and fifty three cents. Yeah. $4.53. Now, I'm obviously at three shares because every day a dollar has been going in, regardless if it goes up, regardless if it goes down. If it goes up, it's like, ah, shit, well, you're paying more for it. But yeah. when it goes down, paying less, you're you paying less. You're like, hell yeah. I know it's eventually going to go up because you've seen that. Yeah. And that the good swoosh. thing about VOO, that one, again, that one tracks the, that's the S&P 500, right? Which tracks the, top 500 largest companies in the u.s is that if you look at kind of like the chart from like 1926 the average annual uh return is about 10 percent mm -hmm. right which is you know pretty good right where else can you get 10 percent return on your money right yeah. but in order to um really get those returns you have to leave your money invested in it for a while right it's a it's a long-term game yeah. right we want money in the long run not just real quick we say pay shins so p-a-y shins instead of Jeez. patience you know like patience yeah. will get you paid in the long run uh we mentioned our favorite stocks but these were favorite etf stocks yeah. right come, but what, yeah what about stocks Stocks, individual stocks. Um, right now, I've been buying a lot of uh, Kraft Haynes, mm. right? So I like Kraft Haynes. They pay out a dividend. Another one is Pepsi. I love Pepsi, right? Because mm -hmm. they own Frito Lay. So like, and what what is your mindset behind this? Like the psychology of it. Like, like why Pepsi? Why why, uh, why Kraft Haynes? Um, well, with Haynes, it's like one. They're everywhere, right? Ketchup, you always think of Kraft Haynes. Mustard, hot dog, all that stuff. Cheese, whenever I have like a, a cookout, I mean, I always see it. Everyone's always grabbing the Kraft singles, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm like, oh, shoot. Okay, let me get that. 
Um, another one is Pepsi. Everyone loves Hot Cheetos, right? So Frito-Lay, Hot Cheetos, Lay's, like all that stuff, they use it all the time. Whenever, whenever there's like a Super Bowl, right, boom, they're buying that. Game night, whatever, good snacks, everyone's buying that. Mm-hmm. So my mentality is like, true, everyone's buying that. I'm going to invest in that company. So every time someone buys Hot Cheetos, right, Pepsi's profiting off that, and that profit is eventually going to come back into my pocket, mm. right? So that's kind of like my mindset on why I picked those companies. And these are companies that you can foresee not going out of business in the next 10 to yeah. 20 years. Yeah, I mean, they're right? like, they're, these, are, um, these are big companies that have been around for the long run, right? Like Coca-Cola, I don't see them going out of business. They're pretty mature companies. They're stable. They've been here through all the ups and downs, right? During COVID, during, you know, like all these uh, economic downturns or like, um, you know, yeah, events, they're, they're still here. You know, nothing has happened. Everyone's drinking them. They're evolving. They're getting better. And now a lot of them are pushing more healthy alternatives so hey you know they're evolving it's not like they're just staying the same and not innovating or anything so one of my favorite um stocks uh would probably be and it's funny because when i started investing i literally was like hey yo eddie let me see your portfolio list and you were kind enough to show me your portfolio list because you're not a gatekeeper of information and i think i tried to mimic that when people ask me like hey what are you investing in well i'm going to show you my portfolio doesn't mean that you should trust everything that i said yeah because again it's personal finance whatever you're comfortable with uh but energy transfer is definitely et it was super cheap when i bought it it was like seven bucks i think you bought it for like four i bought it when it was at six dollars yeah look at that and then every day i did the dollar cost average one dollar a day it was only like seven bucks but it pays you a dividend which is beautiful how much how much is your how many shares do you have with them i have about uh you probably have a lot of shares so like with with this one i'll start i'll I'll start first because uh, and how much is your dividend okay so so right now the current price uh is 13.56 it is september 16th arriba mexico (laughs) right yeah so I have 274 shares, 274 yeah. shares, okay. right? So that is, uh, last time I received a dividend check from them, uh, I got August. 84 bucks, yeah. 84 bucks, like 84 bucks. Yeah. Some people make 84 bucks in a day. Well, yeah. well may, oh no, nobody's making $10 no. an hour anymore, but part-time. They, they spend probably 84 bucks, yeah. I'm pretty sure, in one day. Yeah, and you're just like, that's 84 bucks. All right, cool. You've been investing in this way longer. Yeah, I bought this. uh, I don't know when I bought it, but right now I have 623 shares. (sighs) And the dividends are 31 cents, so I get paid... Every three months, right? Every three months. Yeah, every quarter. So I get paid $194. $194. Imagine having every three months somebody just give you $194, and they're like, do whatever you want. And you're just yeah, like, that's like what seven, like around seven fifty a year. A year, and a on year. top of that, the good thing is that if the company does well, obviously their goal is to increase those dividends, right? Mm-hmm. So they want to keep increasing it, right? It's not just going to be stable. Obviously, uh, if they're kind of struggling, it'll be either, you know, they'll keep it consistent or mm-hmm. they'll cut it out completely. But so, the goal for a business is to grow, right? It's to make 
more profit and to give that money back into the shareholders. Yeah, and I think that's a good segue into two ways to make money from stocks. And I'm going to just pivot a little bit because you said increase the dividend because there's such a thing called dividend king stocks or the aristocrats uh, dividends. That means these are companies that have been consistently increasing their dividends for the past 25, 50 years yeah. that they've seen like, hey, we're going to keep it steady. And then after a while, they'll increase it. Coca-Cola being one of them. Yep. Pepsi being one of them. Uh, I think uh, one, another one of my favorite dividends, and it's a REIT, is Realty Income, which is yeah. O. Oh. Mm-hmm. O, you know? Um, I forget. There's what another one, I think. Um... Well, it's a, is it a REIT? Is no, it it's EPR? not a REIT. Yeah. <laughs> I love EPR because... There, well, so EPR is a REIT. That's a whole different conversation because REITs can be good and REITs can be bad. Uh, but basically, it's it's a company that buys expert and I don't even know, like like the AMCs. They lease out those. The oh, cinemarks. they buy the movie theaters and experience stuff. Ah, oh, yeah. So like they have events. Like it could be theme parks. Yeah, so because I'm like, dude, movie theaters, even though AMC might be going down, Cinemark, they still lease out the spaces for all this entertainment stuff. Yeah. Right? So I'm like, you know what? And it's a REIT, which we can get into REITs on a whole other episode Uh, because I have some goods and some bad news about those. (laughs) But okay, two ways to make money from stocks. Yeah, so to keep it simple, there's there's two ways to make money in stock. One is when the value of that stock goes up, right? So you buy it for $10, let's say it goes up to 50. So that's capital appreciation. Um, Again, that's one way. The second way is through dividends, right? So that's when a company pays you cash for the profit from the profit that they that they made. So mm-hmm. those are the two ways um, to make money. My favorite is through dividends, right? Yeah. Just keep it simple. You have your money invested and you're just getting pretty much a check consistently. And are you going to hold those dividends until that? Yeah, so zero? My, my perspective of when I invest is like, uh, I'm here for the long run, right? So um, I want to pass it down like to my future kids and maybe my brother, whatever happens you know, in the mm-hmm. future, right? When we talk about that generational wealth, but I'm holding it forever. Right. Unless something crazy happens, like, oh, they cut out their dividend and the company's going out of business. Like, I know, then I'll probably sell it. But for the most part, like, I'm holding on to it. Yeah. Right. I want to keep getting that dividend check. What do you look for in a business uh, when you're buying the stock aside from the dividend? Because obviously, there are some companies that are paying a good dividend, but mm. you see the consistency, like, over the last five years or since they started, yeah. that the price of the stock is still going down. So obviously, there's a higher risk. Yeah. So, in that aspect, I typically start reading a little bit more, right? So I'll start like diving into the little bit more technical stuff. So like their financial statements, um, start looking at certain metrics, right? Which we could get into, you know, on another episode, get into like the really nitty gritty, the details, like, oh, how do you look at this or this? Um, but the biggest thing is I read like what the news, what's going on. Like if a company's like, oh, they're going through a big lawsuit, or, you know, um, one of their products failed or something huge like that. Somebody I go, died. I start there. Yeah. You, you never know. Right. Or it could just be something like, oh, everyone's just scared about this. But in reality, it's like it's not going to impact the business over the long run. And it's like, oh, OK. And they pay a good dividend. So little things like that. But the yeah. main thing is just reading. 
reading. Oh, for example, and obviously this company doesn't pay out a dividend, but news that always affects it for the most part is like Tesla. Yeah, that's yeah. a great example. Yeah. So sometimes like, hey, went electric car because it's so new to people uh, yeah. and people obviously are investing into Tesla, which is giving it the capital to continue its projects. But at the same time, the minute like a car is released yeah. and like, hey, the battery exploded or yeah. it's been consistently <laughs> exploded, it goes like, boom. Yeah. And people are like, oh, no, it's tanking. But those, I don't want to say smart people because it's a hit or miss. You just never know, yeah. right? Uh, they're like buying the they're fear. Buying, yeah, they pick it up. Yeah, they're buying the fear. And yeah. Yeah. And, and then I think a good thing about that is like, if you look at Tesla, right? You're basically, when you invest in that stock, you're basically having Elon Musk, like the CEO of the company, basically run that company obviously he's not gonna let it go down that dude's mm -hmm. like genius he's innovator all kinds of stuff it's and something so you know what i mean so you're basically investing in that company and he's gonna do all the work for you in order to make the company grow he's not yeah. gonna let it go down right and yeah there might be like oh this is the next tesla next tesla but at the end of the day there's only one tesla um, you know what i mean yep. so it's like it, you you can't battle it the the next tesla is already here it's called tesla exactly. there is not going to be another one <laughs> <laughs> all right one last topic that i want to get into because a thing people always hear is use other people's money to yeah, make money leverage leverage so with that and i've tried to I don't know, look at YouTube videos. I've tried to look at podcasts and nobody talks about margin investing. Mm -mm. It's a double-edged sword. Yes, it is. So pay close attention. We're just going to do a brief overview. Again, personal finance. Yeah. Yeah. Margin in investing uh, or just margin period when it comes to the stock market, it's a, it's a double-edged sword, right? So basically what you're doing instead of selling your stocks, let's say you have 10,000 invested in the stock market and you wanna put a down payment on a car. Instead of selling those $10,000, right, you could pull out what is called margin, a portion of it, let's say 5,000, and you have that cash, right? But on top of that, there's certain like requirements of how much money you need to have invested, but you can actually pull money out of your stock market portfolio without selling them and use that cash either to invest into more stocks or you could use it outside, you know, purchase something or whatever, but uh, that's one of the beautiful things about having, you know, growing your portfolio and over the long run, you know, it gives you more access to cash that you can use to invest. So just a quick example, margin investing versus like a credit card real quick. When you mm. get charged interest rate on a credit card, it's yeah. between 19% to 21%. So that means for every $100 that you have, the credit card's going to charge you like yeah. on a yearly basis, $19 to $21. Yep. You're just like, whoa, uh, on a yearly basis versus like margin. It's lower, obviously right now, because of the way interest rates are at the current moment, it's around 8% yeah, like on like Robin Hood. On other ones, it's a little bit higher. Yeah, it just depends on the on the brokerage yeah it just depends on the brokerage but so going back to your analogy of ten thousand dollars if you grab a whole ten thousand dollars which i don't know if it'll allow you to grab the full ten thousand if you only have ten thousand yeah no i won't it, it won't I was just saying, right? yeah, you'll there's certain uh requirements that you can you can take up to right because there's like a margin requirements like hey you need to have this dollar amount um invested i don't know the exact uh percentage but um, like mine, I have like about 
I want to say like 30% of my portfolio mm -hmm. as far as margin. I could do whatever I want with that. But you only get charged interest on the money that you pull, which exactly. is the beautiful thing about it. Yeah. And then one thing um, that you want to try to avoid, that's why, again, read more on margin and investing. Because if not, you're going to get what is called the margin call. Yeah. That means... That's basically when your portfolio or the money that you have invested drops between drops below the amount that uh, they they ask for you to keep invested, right? So let's say that $10,000, let's say the margin requirement is like, hey, you need to have at least 5,000 invested. If it drops below that, right, the market tanks, there's going to be a margin call and they're going to sell your shares. And that's what we don't want. Yeah, they sell them without even telling you. Because yeah. they're obviously, you, you know, I think that's... That's the double-edged sword. Yeah. That's why you want to have as more money invested yep. and pull only a little bit of margin. And get this. This is how so many millionaires avoid paying taxes. Because yeah. you're just like, wait, 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 wait. Yep. You hear like Trump. You hear Warren Buffett. And you're like, what the fuck? They're not paying taxes, but they're making millions? Yeah. Well, guess what? The margin money that you pull out is tax-free. Because at the yeah. end of the day, it's a loan. Yep. You're getting and a loan from your own exactly. investments. Exactly. You could itemize if you if you itemize on your taxes, you could actually write off the interest that you pay. Yeah, obviously you're gonna have to be playing with bigger yeah. amounts of money because itemization. And again, we'll talk about yeah, taxes. That's another. You know, the standard deduction is what right now twelve thousand uh, or yeah, 13, 12, I think it's twelve thousand five hundred off the top of my head. So you'd have to be paying more in, in more than twelve thousand five hundred yeah. in interest to actually itemize that. Yeah. Um, but once you're playing with big bucks. Yeah, it's a, it's a different ball game. Yeah. Right. So I mean, again, like in real estate equity, I mean equity, um, leverage is huge, right? So they use that like they refinance. People will refinance their home, pull money out, and then buy another home. So use other people's money. It's it's a big tool, but at the same time, it's like you have to have you know that mindset and that like emotional kind of control because. It, it is risky and it's, yeah. and it's, and it's a different ball game, right? Once but once you start leveraging, yeah, but once you start leveraging, you're just like, oh, cause yeah. right, oh, for example, like I did a uh, 2000 in leverage where you're just like, oh my God. On Robinhood. Huh? Uh, yeah. On Robinhood. Yeah. And they yeah. give you a thousand for free. They give you a thousand. So technically I'm only being charged a thousand dollars. So it's sort of like a credit card. But the beauty of it is, you know, you can, we were talking about dividends. Every time you receive dividends, it's paying that margin. Yeah. So you're just like, well, I'm already getting yeah. paid without doing anything. And it's just going to keep going down. Yeah. If I wanted to, I could have used those $2,000 to pay something off. Yeah. Like, oh, pay more, um, buy more stocks. Yep. But instead, I use those $2,000 to put it more on my car payment because I'm paying it faster. Yeah. And at the end of the day, I don't have to be putting money to pay off the 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 margin that I pulled out because my own dividends are gonna pay for it. Yeah. Now That's what I do too. Yeah. Now imagine all these people, millionaires who have so much money and are pulling out fifty thousand dollars. Yep. And then because they're making, I don't know, two thousand dollars in dividends, it's like pff, it'll eventually pay itself out. And if I get interest, guess what? I don't care because it's a it's a write off. Yeah. And so you're just I, like, what the fuck? These motherfuckers are playing the big ball yeah, game. They use, they, use, they use credit. A lot of it's credit. Again, leverage, right? It's, I mean, that's a completely different ball game, right? Uh, Once you start getting into there. But, you know, there's, there's higher risk, but at the same time, there's also higher bigger rewards. reward. Yeah. All right, y'all. So, 
again, I think this episode we, we saw more passion because we're getting into nitty gritty. Yeah. The psychology of money is, you know, getting you the uh, the mindset. And that's episode one. This is episode two, um, these master classes on investing in finance. Uh, but Eddie, thank you. I appreciate it. Is there anything else that you missed? No, I think that's pretty much it, bro. If you want more information, you can go ahead and, you know, let me know on my Instagram. Make sure to check out the other episodes that we have here. Where can people find you? Uh, it says no space. Ah, uh, <laughs> damn it. No space. Well, that means you're not seeing him, but you're seeing me. Eddie, come over here. Come over here. Come over here. All right. So where can people find you? Um, so all, social, all social media platforms, uh, just go to Eddie the Hustler, uh, reach out to me, any questions that you have, you know, I'll, I'll respond. And then like Jose said, if you want to see my portfolio, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out. I'll show you like, I'm not gatekeeping, right? Same, super same. <laughs> all right, y'all, until next episode. All right.